video coming to you from Calgary, Alberta. This won't be true when you are listening to this, but this weekend is the Calgary Japanese Festival. It's absurdly close to where I live, so I try to make it there every year. Last year, all of the curry and yakisoba was sold out by lunchtime, so we had to console ourselves with Asian food court food at a nearby mall afterwards. <laughs> and I got really like hangry in the interim. <laughs> I was just like, we gotta go. I feel so mad. Uh, hopefully, we can score some grub this year. I'm Nathan Rohr, and I'm hoping to get some sumo merchandise. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan McCullough. Hey there, Ryan here. Uh, yeah, for me, tomorrow night is uh, WWE SmackDown. Yeah. Whoa, that's way more relevant to our situation here, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, but I guess hey, wrestling, Calgary, sumo wrestling. Yeah, exactly, like Calgary, and Calgary-based events is what we talk about. Um, you would think that this festival would be more prepared to serve people food throughout the day rather than just like... Uh-oh, everybody wanted some. I guess that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. what time was this? Like, was this, like, two or three in the afternoon? Ah, uh, I'm... I want to say, like, one or something when we okay. got there. so not, not ridiculous. Like, around lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime, peak, and then, like, I got in line, and as I was in line, they're like, hey, yo, if you're waiting for curry, we got, like, three left. And I was like, all right. And then just walked away, because I was, like, 12th in line or something. <laughs> so, it was just like, huh. Oh, well, Sorry. okay. Like there, so okay. Am I getting this? Japanese curry, or is this an Indian place? Oh no, Japanese curry. What is uh, Jap- Japan's never... big into curry? Also, yeah. Okay, um, I've never, I've never had Japanese curry. Is it very similar to Indian curry? Uh, I've, I've made it at home since playing a video game that I talked about it a lot. It's got kind of apples and honey and stuff. It's like a sweet contrast to the meat and whatever. Okay. Uh, pretty basic stew with rice and a meat of your choice or whatever. Uh, there's a great franchise in Japan called Coco Curry that we love and would wish comes here. Gotcha. <laughs> Brittany would be in heaven forever if that were to happen because yeah. it's one of her favorite places. Uh, but in the meantime, no, we just have to make it at home or hope for a Japanese festival and also that they don't sell it all. So <laughs> but, is, the, yeah. is the word curry more to do with like a process of cooking? I mean, it's still got curry powder in it, okay. so it's fundamentally curry. curry. I think it's just what you're stewing is, gotcha. is the variation. Okay. But okay. Yeah. No, fair enough. I, I just I am a big fan of curry, but I've never had Japanese curry. I just had Indian curry. Yeah. So No, Asia loves the curries, and then uh, Britain stole all that stuff and loves it also. Yeah, and Britain steals cheese things. in it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Britain steals. And throw some peas in there, but whatever. Like, I don't know if you've ever, you've heard of the British Museum, right? Like, it literally is just, like, filled with everybody else's oh, history. pillaged things from around the world. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. It, with signs that say, on loan from this place, and the country being like, no, it's not. We, we asked I mean, for it back. On loan, you know, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a little bit of spin Yeah, going a little on bit there. of a spin to this on loan, quote unquote. Uh, anyways, I'm Ryan, and as always, we are not a food podcast. But we do like to talk about local events, so thank you, Nathan, for that tidbit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this week, we continue our look at the world of wrestling and federated films with Walking <laughs> Tall, which came out April 2nd, 2004. Uh, it was written by four people somehow. <laughs> Five, if you count the original screenplay by Mort Briskin that it was built upon, and I'm assuming there's a lot in common. Uh, David Class, Chan Gibson, David Levian, and Brian Koppelman collaborated to bring us this tale of justice. Directed by Kevin Bray, this one cost $46 million. It grossed 57.2, so not a big success, but at least did a bit better than last week's film. 
but before we continue and elaborate on that, uh, Ryan will run us through this this tale. For sure. <clears throat> Walk tall, tall down life's rocky road. Walk bold, tall, that's his creed, his code. He's scorned and slandered and ridiculed too. Had to struggle every day his whole life through. Seen his share of the worst that the world can give. But he still has a dream and a burning rage to live. And that dream of peace is peace. And you can't have peace without a big stick. That's right. Violence begets peace. That's the <laughs> recipe. <laughs> uh, I couldn't, I, as watching this movie the entire time, I was like, did the people from Walk Hard just watch this movie and then say, let's write a movie about this character? <laughs> but he's a musician. I don't know. No, but it's like, no, 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 like the song, the lyrics to that song seem to be about like the rock's journey of like, like walking hard because he's a hard walker, right? He's, he's just... He's proud and he's right or something, so he's got to set it straight in Man, his little town. This it's movie, a weird tale. So this but... movie, it tested four, was pretty innocuous, like a pretty like oh okay, like guy wants to clean up his town from like nefarious elements and things like that. Yeah. Today though, in today's world, it's not a good movie. This doesn't. This doesn't. It's it's a little spicier, maybe. I never saw this movie in its day, so I was just like taking this in for the first time, and it's it's there's like moments where it's like okay, like there's a little bit of like okay business in here with like hey, this police force is corrupt. You guys yeah. are fired. Yeah. Like I am I am pulling the rotten tooth out of this justice system. You guys are out. And it's like okay, that's kind of that, cool. That's after him beating up an entire casino of people because they cheated rather than, you know, going to the police and saying, hey, these guys cheated. He's just like, no, I'm going to beat everyone Oh, up. yeah. No, like, if you pay attention to, like, how he's escalating stuff and, like, does not have any quarter for what's going on, it's insane what he well, gets away with doing. And the thing is that, he, so he fires this entire police force for being corrupt and then he goes about using his own power for vi- different means, ones that people would say maybe are quote-unquote more just. Or no- noteworthy or, or, no- or, or like noble. Some, like, like, yeah, but he's still doing things that are incredibly outside of the conf- confines of the law. Oh, super crazy. Yeah, like I was like talking to this movie as it was doing things because it's just like, wait – that's just so you just take your friend and make him a deputy like that's the same thing you're just you're just putting your own friends as the bullies instead of those bullies that were here <laughs> yeah. like i don't know that that's any better but, but at least they joke about it with yeah. each other like it's like oh that's how it starts you're gonna be taking bribes soon it's like ha 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 anyway get in the car it's like what <laughs> like that's a fair point it's like don't worry there's no oversight it doesn't matter <laughs> so. yeah it this uh i i, I Again, like in 2004, when I saw this, I was like, none of these things really sunk in other than like this, like, like, it's just like us, like, oh, there's a corrupt force and things like that. But like this small town, like America proud, like we got to keep these drugs off the street because we're a small town. There's no place for these in our small town. And it's like, yeah, I guess. And then like, even like the villainizing of like casinos and like (laughs) sex workers, of just like no, these are evil people because they they run a casino, and I'm like, 
There's lots of like legitimate yeah. businesses that run casinos, like le- very legitimate. Yeah, there's a little bit of dialogue about like the guy who owns the p- casino probably shouldn't be allowed to and like bribed his way into owning a casino. Sure. You know, so oh, it's the like movie, the this movie. is like an unsavory casino and yes. also drugs, <laughs> which are the worst. Well, that's the thing is like the drugs come out later. Like he's already grumpy about the casino and then it's find like, out. Hey, this there's... is a crooked casino and I bet he knows it. And it's just like, all right, like, do you want to talk to your friend about that? No, I want to smash stuff. That's true. Also, that was maybe the worst, like, sleight of hand I've ever seen, like, of him dropping the dice, Mm -hmm. like, swapping them. I was like, this guy should get fired because he's clearly doing a bad job of cheating. (laughs) But then the dialogue is like, oh, that was nice. You you almost tricked me there. It's like, what? What are you talking about? It's like, you you switch dice. Like, don't don't roll, buddy. Like, it's, it's... it's fixed and it's like no whatever whatever and then, <laughs> and then he says like it's gonna come up seven and it came up seven and everyone's like oh man he lost money and it like, wasn't your role though sir so get out of here and then and then immediately pushing and fighting oh no yeah just like completely escalating the, situ- like, the situation like a security guy comes over and like puts hand on his shoulder and it's like all right it's on now and like smashes his head against the table and you're like okay whoa 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 so okay you you they're allowed to kick you out of their business that's how businesses work <laughs> You don't just get to be, like, immediately crank it to 10 and start fighting. But then the problem is, like, then they flip it on the head and, like, clearly torture him by slashing up his chest. And the law wants nothing to do with any of it. (laughs) Like, they're just, like... Well, they explain that, too, Ryan. The the sheriff says, like, hey, around here, around these parts, uh, that's a no-fly zone. So, uh, that's it. And it's like, what? No, you need to... I'm pressing charges. It's like... No, not gonna happen. I'm, I'm gonna walk away now. <laughs> they, they just don't really uh, care. Nathan, this movie, like, it is a bullet point list of a film. Like, there's no real script. It's like somebody came up with a treatment for a movie. They laid it out in bullet points, and they said courtroom and shot scene. Those bullet points. It was just yeah. like they said courtroom scene, and the courtroom scene is like this. Because here's the thing: the courtroom <laughs> scene takes place at like the 50 minute mark. And I know this is a 74 minute movie before credits. Whereas credits... I, I was, I kept looking at my like running time and I was like, okay, this is like a 90 minute movie. It's <laughs> so an 86 I... minute movie. Yeah. With 11 minutes of credits. Yeah. The slowest, oh, yeah. simplest, like this isn't like an Avengers movie where there's like tens of thousands of people working on it. No, it's mm-hmm. like a small movie. They just ran the credits real slow. I, we'll, we'll have to talk about those credits because it, it is actually remarkable when that goes down. Yeah. Like, but in, you're, in the meantime, the pacing thing you're talking about, like they they kind of gloss over the sheriff election too. Like yeah. I kind of That's sat I mean. down so with this movie and was he, like, oh, he becomes the sheriff, right? And then the, that wasn't happening in the courtroom scene. He's being charged with all these things, and it looks like he's going to lose. And in the midst of his defending himself scene where he gets, like, completely put in place rightfully by the judge. Because, like, you're, you're supposed to get grumpy with the judge because you know he's right. But at the end of the day, what The Rock was doing was, like, no, you can't bring up other things not to do with the case here as evidence. Like, that's not allowed. Anyways, yeah. and then in the middle of his speech, he says he's going to run for sheriff. The end, he gets acquitted. And the next scene is him literally, he's sheriff. And he is like, now sheriff. What? I love I love the logic of that. It was such a like oh, you saw how stoked that crowd of people at the at the like courtroom was. And it's yeah. like, yeah. So obviously he won sheriff. And it's like I I guess like I could get there, but 
what an insane like gambit of just like hey by the way i got really cut up and like opens his shirt yeah and then the jury's just like (gasps) and then the judge just in no mistrial he's just like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. don't pay attention to that and don't think about that when you render your verdict okay cool and then of course it totally impacts everything and they're like no it's screwed up that that guy got cut up and didn't like no one was arrested or anything so he is not guilty and also he is sheriff (laughs) or whatever like it's just um, and then, like at this, like what the sixty minute mark, we're fi- we're in the final like ten minutes later, we're in the last action scene, uh, like the final battles, the and you're just like, yeah. what is this movie? I couldn't even fifty five minute rule this movie because it would be over no ten minutes later. <laughs> like, there's no time, and like stuff is already kind of going off, and you're like, all right, like there there was moments in this where I was like, okay, like this shouldn't happen, like yeah. you shouldn't. You shouldn't have this stick fight with these dudes in this casino, but I'm kind of enjoying some of the fighting that's going on. Like, there's yeah. some gnarly bone snaps and stuff happening, yeah. so I am entertained in a blue-collar action way. Uh, so, okay, but, let's yeah. go back to the beginning. So, uh, what's The Rock's character's name? Do you remember? Uh, Chris Vaughn. Chris Vaughn. Uh, has returned from eight years in the SEALs or so this, whatever. So, this movie opens... In a very like first blood way, where he totally first blood. I was a hundred percent gonna bring it up to you because it's like, uh, so a man walks into town with his duffel bag, with his and army duffel bag on his shoulder, and it's clearly small town BC, but it's pretending to be America, <laughs> and they're like just you know walking up, and then the cops come up on him and like, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah, and like they're they're trying to get the vagrants out, and then. The difference being it switches, they recognize who he is, and he's, like, the star athlete. Oh, you you were from around here. Yes. It's like, yeah, that's right. But, like, so, totally what happened? getting vibes yeah. of, like, we don't want vagrants in our town. We're going to, like, put you in the back of the car, drive you to the border. Like, very similar to Brian Dennehy's character in First Blood. Of like, hey, yeah. why don't I give you a ride to the county lawn, and then you can continue on from there. I, actually, yeah, because they're like, oh, hey, the next mill is uh down the road if you want to work yeah. there. And it's just like... Well, I mean, I was going to, you know, stay here because it's my house. And it's like, oh, you're Chris Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then, there, yeah, there's even like a little, like, I don't ever want to ride in the back of a cop car, like, in general. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like a friendly offer, you no. know? It's no. just like, and then he even goes for his gun in like a jokey way. But you're like, this sheriff's bad. Like, there's, there's. Well, this you know who he good. is, right? We saw him. We saw him the year, like six months before this movie being one of the most defiled, disgusting human beings ever. What? Okay. The sheriff, he is Buck. And he likes to Oh, from Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't I didn't place him when I was. Yeah, watching I placed him just... right away. I was like, Oh, that's Buck. And he likes well, to it, 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 it plays into his scuzziness. Oh, yeah. He's a he's a dirtball sheriff. Yeah, so. he's he's nailed the scuzziness pretty well, so yeah. Um, uh, but okay. Yeah, Chris Vaughn is returned to his home and goes meets his family. Well, so and stuff. walking through town, he's seeing like he sees a couple of like such crazy stereotypical like fear mongering for small town people, like blue collar fears. Like uh, he sees uh, people a, like beating up a, a guy in a back alley of their small town. He sees like a baby carriage, a baby's by herself, and because mom's buying drugs in the alley, like a few yeah. minutes, like a like a half a block away. <laughs> Uh, yeah. we, we see like the big mill in town is completely shut down and boarded up. 
and he's just like it's just like blue collar fear one oh, two and, and three. And there's a pornography store. Yeah. So instead of the, uh, the heart of this pure town is clearly corrupted. You know the amount of traffic at that pornography store was remarkable too. Like it was. Yeah. <laughs> like guys, I've driven past a lot of those stores. I've never just seen people walk down and be like, "Huh, I wonder what's in here." Like it's not. It's not like well, you know. This is what's open, so I'll just idly <laughs> it was, see especially what's going it's, on. It's like the middle of downtown, bustling street on a Sunday middle afternoon, of the day. and people yeah. are just like walking, and they're just walking like they would in like an, a small town, and they're hey, just like, "I'm gonna go into this store now." No place for shame, though. You no know, no place just, for shame. But it's walk just tall into that <laughs> that porn. No, a hundred percent. It's just not the way that they played. I just remember watching the background. It was like they got these extras to just be like lining up out of the door to go to this store which is like not yeah. how it typically goes which is yeah. fun um, and then I, well, yeah it's that's not even the only business that's closed right it's like there's a hardware store yeah. that was there forever it's like oh yeah the home depot is where it is now and it's like okay like i kind of get you know like the death of the small town or whatever yep. like cars is gonna get into this in two years well you know, no this is this is like children. i said it's a blue collar fear mongering movie like it is it's yeah like, Everything you care about, all the good, righteous values of, like, Southern Midwest values you have, they're all going to be dead soon. Because they're the, eroding. The city and... is killing you. Like, us progressive liberals are killing you. Yeah, we're, we're building sexy casinos in your homes, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Because it's a casino, but it is also just, like, the sleaziest, like, wet t-shirt contest club or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a strip just... club as well. It's exotic like, dancers yeah. strip club, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like I was telling, we were, I was watching with Ashley, and I was like, I don't. Ashley, I was like, turned to, her, I was like, I don't know what it is, but there's something that feels grosser to me about this, like, like stripping setup, like through the glass, than like, yeah. a real stripper situation. Well, I mean, we we've seen like kind of the peep show setup style in uh, Armed and Dangerous yeah. had this, and yeah, that is very like. 1970s new york back alley kind of scuzzy well, it just feels like why is it, a, is it a thing to be i know it's a safety thing for some but yeah I was like it just feels like a it just makes me feel like a void like the voyeurism oh 100 you know it, it's like super leaning into that it's like i want to feel like a peeping tom and it yeah. only costs 25 cents <laughs> like there's <laughs> exactly. something grody about it yeah i don't know i just it made me at ease and that then, scene, as it was playing out, I was like, okay, this scene is clearly obstructing this woman's identity, so it must be someone he knows. Which is... But, like, yeah. I don't know any characters <laughs> other than his sister, and it's clearly not her, and that would be weird and creepy. No, I know. It, the movie, again, because it's just a bullet point movie, didn't think to, like, maybe we should have introduced this character on the street that he bumps into her, and then yeah, have that my, scene my shot. brain was like, was this the mom that was getting drugs or something? And that's going to be like <laughs> so this I mean, weird like, thing. I, I, since I've seen it, I know what's coming. But I'm yeah. watching them play this scene and cut around her face. And I'm like, oh, this would have been way better if he just like bumped into her minutes ago at like a grocery store. And it was like, oh, it's his ex-girlfriend. Oh, hey, this I'm is back awkward. in town. And then yeah. like have a little scene where it's just like, how you doing? Oh, great. And it's like, oh, it turns out though. She actually is a stripper because the all the the heart of this town's economy is gone. And it's been replaced by this skeezy place. Hundred percent. I was like, Here's oh, the thing. okay. One thing I was yeah. talking to Ashley about, I was like, I feel a small town stripper sounds like a pretty terrible job. Yeah, because you're gonna know everybody. You're also. gonna know everybody, and so then you're gonna, gonna see them all too. Like, 
you're gonna see them at the grocery store yeah. and stuff and you're just like all right this is all awkward now everywhere yeah. so i could totally like i would be like i would maybe be a stripper two towns over you know what i mean like travel to or work I, I was trying to puzzle out the logistics of this casino too is like does this like serve a bunch of trap like truckers or people that are I, passing through or the region or i was something? like if you're if you're dumping drugs into your town and there and you shut down the main line of work yeah, yeah. Where, where's the money pouring into you know like where are these <laughs> sure. like oh yeah where, where are these people getting casino money That's to spend you, you know like are they just like, all massively going into debt which they probably are but like that, there's got to be a limit to this sometime you can't only like, like it's like well i've burnt out everybody in this town i guess <laughs> to be that's fair it for me that casino looks like it was just plastered up on the wall so they could like just move it a couple in like a couple years because sure. that that wide shot of like the zooming through the casino is like oh a this is the smallest casino i've ever seen in my entire life b yeah. it looks like a casino built in a barn which i think what they're going for but i was like that doesn't help it look good mm-hmm. and then yeah i i mean if you yeah that that's as good a segue as any into like questioning the budget of this movie a little bit <laughs> Cause when I, when I was watching, I didn't, I hadn't known anything. So I was, I was just kind of watching. And I was like, this, this feels like a kind of small movie. This is probably at most a $30 million movie right here. And yeah. then it was like 50% more than that on top of that. And I was like, I don't well, and, understand what's happening in anymore. Canada. Filmed in Canada. So you get that tax break and you get the dollar. Like the dollar difference is crazy. Yeah, and, like, they wreck some stuff in a fun way, but, like, not a lot of but they, stuff, it looks unless like they there's built, cut scenes. It looks know. like they also built some of those places for those scenes to be For wrecked. wrecking, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was like, hey, if you're going to build it, like, might as well wreck your set. That's a good, fun spectacle to but even, do. So like, this this police station gets The police smoked. station, but it's just, like, a trailer. Like, it literally is just... It, yeah, it, it kind of <laughs> looks like, you know, when you're near a construction site, there's that little, yeah, like, office, trailer they have yeah. set up for offices. It's, like, two of those. Yeah, it's two of those. <laughs> so this yeah. would be, like... Yeah, so this $47 million American in Canada is, like, $65 million. It's, like, mm-hmm. where, where, where did this like, money I guess go? we established last week that The Rock's getting pretty good paychecks already early in his so. career. So he's probably getting 15 or something, but... I don't know what Johnny Knoxville like. Maybe he's demanding top dollar <laughs> at that true. point in time. And Neil McDonough like, is obviously like a, he's a brand name. Just I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, but like I think at this point in time he's on an uptick with Band of Brothers and Minority Report and stuff. Like he's he's decent. He's uh, he, he's at his his highest level. Maybe uh, Ashley had no idea who I was talking about and was yeah. like vaguely recognized him. And I had to like lay out all the things he was in. She's like, oh, I've seen most of those things. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is why no, he's a character actor. That's why much. Neil McDonough yeah. is Neil McDonough because he's kind of like. So I like I liked his chops in uh, Captain America. Yeah, he's Dum Dum Dugan. Uh, yeah. Neil McDonough to me is the villain version of Greg Kinnear. <laughs> okay. Where he's he'll like often in a similar yeah, way. Yeah, but he plays the villain version of that. Like he's always playing the bad guy in movies. Mm-hmm. But he's like often i mean as soon as i saw his name in the credits i was like oh he's the bad guy like that that has to be what this is going to be 100%. like of course because and then there's like the pickup football game to introduce like all these cronies which i thought was at least like all right this is a fun shortcut way to just be like hey you're back in town time for the big game and it's like what yeah, Nathan, this is a, a pattern we've established years ago where we started playing football every monday night and we're gonna go do that right now and meet all the other characters in this movie because and it's a do. bulletproof it's a bullet point movie we're like introduce bad guy in football game antagonize uh the it, rock. 
in a way, I admire this movie's efficiency because it's just like, hey, why dance around? Like, just, know, they, let's just get going. They give you all all the bullet points you want in a movie in seventy five minutes. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing: if, my, if you were going to pad it out, the only things I would think is like a little bit of running for sheriff, maybe, uh, and maybe a little bit more with the nephew getting in his trouble. sister is a cop and completely disappears in the uh, third she, act. She's an EMS person. Okay, she's, works for the ambulance. But okay. yeah. They like have her introduce, and it's like, yeah, I just thought I'd be another person in uniform, haha. And then she's the, later at like the nephews going to the hospital scene, yeah. And then it's just like, all right, that's kind of it for the sister. And it's like, okay, like that's not a de- deep character, you no, know? No, no, no. Uh, the mom isn't like gets nothing at nothing. all. The, the dad, dad gets, at least gets something. He gets one scene, but even then, I was like, I think the sister probably should have done that scene, but the dad gets it. Um, yeah, this movie. So the reason why I created the 25 minute and the 55 minute rule is like 25 minutes. It's like you're either near the end or after the first act of a movie. And you're like, I'm not liking this movie. I'm going to go 55 minute rule though. sits like at 55 minutes, you should be either dead middle or near the end of the second act of a movie, depending upon how long this is. And hopefully invested in something. Right. This movie in the 55 minute mark was fully in its third act. In its climax. <laughs> like it is starting to go down and it's like, okay. So it's, it's like, there's this movie like undoes, like I can't even, I, I would never be able to turn it off. Even if I didn't like it because I'd be like, wow, we're in the third act. I, I, I have to finish it. Like I'm too far in because mm-hmm. 15 minutes later, the movie is over. Um, Yeah. No, you're right. I, the, I don't think I found it like, detestable or anything after that no. point i was being amused by it in a kind of like <laughs> that's totally illegal you shouldn't do that no, like over and over again it's and not then... like uh it's not an unentertaining movie it's not like like regrettable or anything like that it's just one of those movies where it's like oh there's some like questionable like man we're really playing into some blue collar fears that's what i took this time but forever yeah. the joke in my friend group was Oh, we have an hour to kill. Let's watch Walking Tall because, like, we can get <laughs> it's that like movie. The shortest movie. That like, we went has and saw it. In, we went and saw it in theaters, and my friend was like, "Maybe we should go ask for a refund because we paid full price for that. Like, we barely got a it, movie." It did have me thinking at the end of the movie. I was like, "Man, there should almost be like a how many minutes is this movie? All right, this ticket is six dollars or something." And but like, like, you think right, about great. it for for Grindhouse, both of those movies were seventy five minutes. Mm-hmm. in grindhouse and it's like yeah they recognize like for one ticket price you should get two 75 minute you should get movies two of these <laughs> you should get two things for this yeah or just like hey here's some highlights of the rocks like greatest SummerSlam moments or something just to pad this out honestly anything during the credits like i just watched the movie snakes on the plane and it's not that's a long movie it's like an hour and 45 minutes and i'm like this is too long for this movie this is, this is a bit fat for how thin this premise is but like the credits hit and right off the bat, there's, like, a video sequence, and I'm like, oh, is there, like, outtakes or something? And it's like, no. There's a – we had an original song made for this movie by a band called Cobra Starship, and here's the music video. And I'm <laughs> like, what? Okay. What? And it's, like, not – it's not even a music video that uses footage from the movie. It's just, like, a music video. They just have a music video playing over the first part of the credits. I'm like, what? This is – There yeah. you go. So Pack at least it padded out those into the margins, you know. Well, and it pads out the credits a bit. You kind of get deeper in without being like, oh, it's just a black screen with white letters. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know if we want to jump to the credits already. We'll, we'll keep moving through. Movies Nathan, we're crazy like short. We're yeah. honestly like three quarters of the way through this movie talking plot wise. So we're. I know. Like, I guess the, if we're trying to fixate on little things like characters or whatever, like I, Johnny Knoxville's kind of fun. Yep. You know, he has like an okay, like you know, hey, I'm the guy that stayed behind, and this town's gotten kind of rough, and you know, I had a real bad drug and drinking problems for a while, but I figured it out. That's like okay, you know, like this, this is a fun person to have, and then I, I did enjoy his big fight scene, uh, back at the house was just like this is kind of nuts, like this is <laughs> this is getting crazy with him tussling with all these dudes and getting shot in the leg and whatever, yeah, yeah. like maybe taking advantage of his stuntman willingness to get lamp smashed on his head and stuff, yeah, I don't know, tapping into the jackassery, but well, I definitely yeah. got that sense of like the way they staged that scene that. It might be him just jumping around in those sequences. Yeah, just getting smashed around this living room or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if, uh, really, it's like it's that scene where, in lieu of nothing, he starts smashing slot machines, which is like, I this okay. I'm not like actually on board with this character. This is just funny and weird now. <laughs> like I, like the the idea of kind of being. You know, like, hey, th- this casino is cheating. This casino is oh, turning a blind eye to about? hard drugs. I think no, know. no. I think okay. So okay, what happens is, let's go through the plot really, really quick. It's honestly going to take me two minutes. To seconds, do this. seconds. Okay. It's so efficient. So yeah. he comes to town. He meets up with his old buddies. One of them is a casino owner. He goes to this casino. He sees this guy cheating. Like this, the dealer for the craps table swaps out the dice so that he has a dud, like a, a, a what's it called, a rigged dice. And the guy loses, the rock gets angry, beats up a lot of people. They finally grab him, and then they torture him. They literally slice his chest open. They just slice him up real bad with an X-Acto knife. And you don't get to see the extent of those injuries until later. Until they're healed. And then a good chunk of this movie is him healing, which I thought was crazy that that's where they wanted to spend their time. Um, yeah, just just him and Johnny Knoxville on the couch laughing, watching and watching soup shows with his nephew. Yeah, and, yeah. And then he's finally healed. He's going back into the world. And then they find out that his nephew has OD'd on crystal meth. Yeah, that's right. First time ever taking crystal meth. Like, that was very much said. Like, he was like, oh, it's my first time ever taking it, like, type of thing. Um, Then he finds out that the crystal meth gets sold out of the casino. He jumps into his truck, drives, grabs a shotgun while, Uh while people are walking by him. And I'm like, right there, I think that's illegal. But okay, like he he opens the gun locker at the house, which I thought this was gonna go down like the exact same route as the rundown, where it's just like, hey, I'm too dangerous with guns. I I like because in the early minutes they kind of go like, yo, did you really kill people over there? It's just like, and he just kind of gives a look or whatever. It's like, okay, we won't talk about that. That's yeah. too hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and then move on or whatever. But then yeah, he goes back to the gun locker, gets the shotgun. His dad's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're you're cranking this up way too much. Like you shouldn't do that. And he's just like, no, this this has gotten out of hand. And he drives off with it. And then you're right. He is witnessed holding a shotgun outside this building that he's about to assault. And these two ladies are just going, oh, and like run away. It's like, yeah, totally. There's crimes <laughs> yeah, totally. about to happen. And then he's and like, dead. He thinks he better. Sets it down. He throws yeah. a shotgun back in, and then he grabs uh, a four by four, like a big old piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. four by four. And he goes in and just starts throwing this and, thing around. Yeah, just, just 
just stands in the begin the entry of the casino and like various people are there. There's like a barmaid. There's like Kevin Durand is there and stuff. And they just kind of look at him and like, all right, like what's what's going on here? And then he just doesn't say a word and just smashes a machine. I was like, all right, you've committed a felony like that. You you've lost any like foot to stand on legally on this. I have no idea how this movie goes into. He is now sheriff. Like that was that was the most like. This movie painted itself in a corner. How does this man get on the side of justice after what he just did? And it's just like, no, no, the small town jury, like Bernie style, just loves him and thinks he's just a great beacon of hope. No, he wins them over. Like, he wins them over through this He's like, oh, so so you're saying you're guilty? It's like, I'm not guilty. This town is bad. (laughs) Okay, so he does this stuff. He gets arrested for, like, beating up more people. And then they go into the courtroom scene, which is a full-fledged courtroom scene. Like, it's not like quickly it's like uh, no for, we for hear a while, evidence i was like is the rest of this movie a courtroom movie <laughs> no, to deal with this <laughs> they, they, we hear a whole bunch of evidence against him from the corrupt people and yeah. then we hear his like lawyer never objects never does anything so he's like you're fired and then he's like honor i'm gonna like defend myself he gets up there and just does a really terrible speech that like <laughs> breaks all the rules of courtroom etiquette rips his shirt open shows the jury his scars the judge gets so angry with him and then he says, I'm like, running right, for sheriff. You're, you're charged you with contempt. Me. You're charged with contempt. And then but then like, he says, right. he not only does he say he's running for sheriff, he's like, if you acquit me, I'm running for sheriff, which is like 100% not allowed to be said to a jury. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Also, stupid, the fact yeah. that like, okay, this courtroom, I swear, is either a church or community center basketball court. Like it is just a very simple there's a lot of small town wood paneling going on in the casino and this courtroom like yeah it looks rustic in a way so then cutscene, he's acquitted and then he's just boom he's sheriff in his sheriff vehicle and he's pulling up to the like the police station and like the corrupt sheriff and his deputies are there and he's like hey i just want to vouch for these men they're good men you're all fired and then he goes inside the police station with his stick with his stick and just kind of sits there for a moment i'm gonna say so something that i think the first time i saw this movie because all the trailers all the posters were like the rock carrying this big stick yeah i think like watching through this time i was like wait there's only really one scene where he utilizes the stick yeah, that's true. I mean, he well, okay. He pulls he, over Neil McDonough. Where where it's in stick form, it's the big casino bash up that we talked about. Yes, that but gets then he in makes trouble. it into like this weapon with a handle. Oh, but the moment in the in the courtroom though, where he takes the evidence tag off the stick, yeah, it's like, he's this like, is mine. This is like mine. Like he like I'm gonna go commit some more crimes <laughs> with this, and it's just like I don't know. You're not guilty, so whatever. Like you just take your murder weapon. <laughs> And say, like, all right, this is mine now. Yeah, Again. like, it's like they have a gun. Like, if a person gets acquitted for murder with a gun, they're just like, at the end of the day, like, can I get that gun back, though? Because it's like... So, <laughs> such balls on that. Like, it'd be like Al Capone just be like, all right, thanks. And, like, puts it back in his holster or whatever. You're just like, dude, that guy's going to go kill people. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, like, beat... beat like... The stick, when you get to see it again, it has, like, all these notches and chips in it because it's been smashing people's faces yeah. for a while. And, like, machines and whatever. It, I don't know. Like, if you get into the spirit of just, like, this should never happen. This is insane. Uh, apparently, some of this did happen because Buford Pusser is a real guy. Yeah, the original uh, movie is based on the real guy. This movie opens with a card that just says, inspired by a true story. And yeah. I immediately was like, what? What are you talking about? Isn't this the, like, weird vigilante beatdown movie? And it's like, yes. 
but that happened and he became sheriff and you're like amazing america have you looked into it at all <laughs> a little bit i read about like he did die at a weird young age like 36 in the car accident kind of situation they talk about hmm. like yeah. uh in the dialogue in the movie when he's talking to the first sheriff mm-hmm. it's like yeah there was a really good sheriff here but he uh mysteriously died like yeah just in like a yeah they car accident. in the movie this movie this this universe walking it's almost a walking tall two because they're almost implying that wilford that might have happened yeah first and then he's the second guy that carried a big stick the second guy that had to set this town straight so or whatever. the first big act that the rock does as a sheriff is hire his buddy like you mentioned earlier in the podcast who has yeah, no his, experience being a lot who has a criminal record also yeah. but he's a good guy he's a good guy and, and is a and is a former drug addict well and his name is Ray drug Ray. addict but he's clean um yeah. then he pulls over a person for no reason other than he doesn't like him and then goes and threatens him and then smashes his car. Oh, that that whole scene, though, I was kind of like on the edge of my seat because it's just like, what is he pulling him over for? What is he going to say? Because he's not he has like no pretense. Yeah. It's like he pulls him over. is just like, yeah, you should uh, shut down your evil casino. It's like, that's not a thing. You can't pull over somebody for that. And then at the end of that conversation, I right when that started, I was like, he's gonna smash this guy's car or something like that's gonna happen like and it's just like hey you got a taillight out or whatever it's like of course of course that was gonna happen do you know who and the then, girl was in the car with him uh was that Col- kobe that was colby Smol- smolders yeah i saw her name in the credits as like exotic beauty and i was yeah. like was she in the club or something that was her first like, theatrical like credit yeah yeah. She she is in this smashing the car scene yes with uh the rock and neil mcdonough but uh, yeah as even if you're like all right i i hate casinos i'm a gambling addict i hate all of this stuff they're mostly flying above like legality like they're doing okay i don't his vendetta against them is so cranked out of control yes over like this sort of tenuous connection of just like well a guy he hired to be a security guard is selling drugs to a guy that dealt to my nephew i'm gonna bypass all of those people and just go straight to the casino well, okay that's the problem but then they as a sheriff he illegally gains information that he they are in fact the like he was right all along and they are supplying drugs for the whole entire town right he he finds that out but okay the truck scene is also the other moment that i like you were saying like him sitting on the couch with johnny knoxville it's like how are we spending minutes here like why is this where we're spending time <laughs> I, the the scene where they rip apart Kevin Durant's truck yeah. seemed to go on forever. Like it was just like we're just torturing this truck in front of this guy <laughs> just to like maybe he'll talk or something. Yeah. I was like, all right, like like do you remember in the French Connection when they're ripping apart that car yep. to find drugs? Yep. I was like, okay, I I've seen a scene like this, but at the end of that scene, there were drugs in like the craziest part of that car. Like yep. it was it was worth doing. This was just to antagonize this guy and, like, yes. get him back. But he, like, the thing is that, like, for me, what was hilarious about the scene is the moment, like, the first parts of it were, like, happening, I would be, dis- uh, like, I'd be disconnected from that car and be like, no, this car's screwed now. 
But this guy is like almost feeling more and more pain, more things happen. And when his car is like an absolute shambles, that's when he's like, no, that's enough. I can't take it anymore. And you're like, it's like, dude, what? whatever. It's a write off already. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, exactly. Whatever it is. Plus, you might be able to sue them for what's happening because this isn't legal. But, like, but it's like, that's what I mean. Like, at that point, he's so deep in. What is a little bit more like damage to his car going to actually do? It's already a heap of junk now. Like, yeah. and then he's like finally spills his beans that like, no, they're right. It is the, like, we sell the drugs out of the old mill. No, no. He doesn't do it then either. It's, oh, it's right. in the shootout. It's yeah, at the, right. So him and Dinny, the, the stripper, kind of reconnect. She's quit her job. She's on the oh, path Okay, yeah. Another, another great act of like, hey, this guy's really good at his job. He's hanging yeah. out in his sheriff office. He's got Kevin... Uh, he's got a, a cup of noodle. He's just eating and yeah. watching some baseball. What is the guy? I was going to call him Kevin Durant, but that's not it. It's Durand. Durand. But yeah, he played the blob or whatever. Yes, he played the blob. Right? Uh, yeah. He's hanging out in the jail cell, and then he gets a visit from his girlfriend. Yeah. And they just close and they the... Cl- they close the blinds, close the office. He's not paying attention to this guy at all anymore, and they totally bone in there. <laughs> <laughs> and wake up the next morning and then he's like there's a little bit of a scene where he's gonna open the shades and i was like is that guy just gonna be like gone or there's like a gang of dudes in there with shotguns or something and it's just like no no it's fine he's just in his cell just in and his they cell. just kind of share a look or whatever it's it was like, like oh, wait okay. you just went like eight hours without checking on this guy like yeah that's... like totally <laughs> if this guy had to pee or needed a drink of water he was screwed like he was just, just screwed like... yeah that, that's uh, what you get and then all of those old der- sheriffs, deputies, and all those things, they roll up. They show up with, like, giant LMGs and just start shooting apart this building. And this this was at least where I was like, all right, I, I, like, some, I like some destruction. I'm okay. Like, my, my lizard brain is enjoying this in the same way I like the end of Mr. Nice Guy or something where sure. the big truck crashes through the mansion. Yeah. It's just like, hey, yeah, shoot apart all these walls <laughs> and whatever. And so they're like diving on the floor and everything like get down and like hiding and getting everything's getting shot up and at at the beginning of this the the truck blows up right like yes. his sheriff truck blows up and kevin duran is just kind of like ha ha a truck for a truck that's what you get woo and then as the shooting continues he's like whoa i'm actually in danger here <laughs> like these my friends are being idiots out there we need please let me out of here and it's like no, I'm not going to let you out until you tell me where the drugs are coming from. It's like, you can't do that. It's like, no, that's I'm leaving. I'm going to leave. And it's like, all right, all right, all right. The old mill, there's like a giant drug lab in there. Okay, here, let me get my key. Oh, shot. Kevin Rand is dead. <laughs> like yep. a second later. Seconds, like, and to the point where, like, The Rock is, like, shrugs it off. Literally is like, eh. And then, all right. Well, I got the information I needed. So. Uh, I did appreciate the so okay they finally blow up this place and even though they shot all the bullets within like just one simple range like from your knee to your shoulders and yeah. they didn't account for people crawling at all uh they like think you're a little lower everyone <laughs> they think everyone's dead they also forget that there's like an underneath space 
uh, where you can just like crawl underneath. But anyways, it's fine because it's a trailer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they. I I appreciate how the rock accesses that though, because like yes. it's it's total like you know the barrels of the guns is like the cops are laughing and stuff, and then you cut to the rock shooting his gun, and you're just like, oh whoa, he's like shooting back, and he's like, no no, he is blowing like seven holes in the floor. Yeah. So he can stomp through the floor, and they can get out of there. Well, not uh, even quite because he sets up a scheme. He sets up a trap. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he gives his girlfriend a gun and he, when he, and he's like, Hey, when I say go, just start firing. Doesn't matter where type of thing. And mm-hmm. the guy, before, the main... before we get to that though, he pulls off some dumb stuff where he is underneath the trailer. And there are, there are three dudes with like high caliber, hundreds of bullets firing. Yes. And he, he like, you know, fires a single shotgun shot <laughs> through a wall blind <laughs> And hits both of the other dudes. <laughs> like, it's just like, all right, uh, they're missing me completely. Let me try this here. Bat smokes a guy, bat shoots the other guy. And now we're just down to like the old sheriff yeah. versus him. And then that's when the trap has to be sprung. Around so the sheriff comes into out. the place. He yells, go. She starts firing, distracting him. And then the rock, what is Pops it? up out of the hole with the shotgun. Yeah. And Boom. then like plops and then blows him away. Uh, is this movie PG-13? No, it must be R. Okay. It must be, because the amount of killing I, I, and deaths there are were crazy. I, I was in a kind of, like, half space where I was like, they only say the F word once. Okay. And there are moments where people are shot to death where they just kind of fall over, like it's a 60s TV show. No, yeah, it's PG-13. Okay. I, I was saying, like... like after the movie, I was like, that is probably, like, a hard-edged PG-13 movie. Yeah, like, that seems- super scene... Though there's no nudity, there's a whole lot of in like that's just like a woman dancing. Oh, there's there's a ton of wet t-shirt business going yeah. on in there, and yeah, but also the, the that's where I was saying like the shootings aren't that savage, but the beatings are crazy. Well, like okay, he so, snaps that guy's arm on the bar, yeah. and like when he's fighting Neil McDonough at the end, there's like tons of blooded up, bruised faces and stuff. I was like. This is, is this R or not? So like, I don't know what this is. PG-13 for sequences of intense violence, sexual content, drug material, and language. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's R. almost an R-rated movie. <laughs> that's a maybe, maybe a soft R. slightly too short or something. Yeah, they're just like, that's maybe where it the, was. Like, we shaved out all. There's not enough violent content just by virtue of minutes on screen of violence. <laughs> yeah. So it's PG-13. Yeah. I mean, it's about it's the same length as... Uh, as Land Before Time, so we, it's probably not an R-rated movie, right? So Yeah, you just can't get there. It's just not enough time to be savage enough. But yeah, it, it's weirdly violent at times. Like yes. the the beat, like the final fight between Neil McDonough and him, I w- like as he pulled up to the mill, I was like, all right, this is a boss battle. Like this, this has to be a boss battle. This is what you would at set the 65 in a, this, mark, a yes. mill. Yeah, I I didn't know where we were at. Like I just enough events had happened for us to get to him fighting him. I yep. guess. Uh, so then I, I actually appreciated this, this kind of balancing. Cause we, we've talked off air a little bit and maybe, maybe occasionally about like, there's no way that dude should be able to fight that dude. That doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. Know? We've, we've, we've talked about like, this has been a gripe for a few pretty massive, like action movies that are like, I like a few of them. I like a few of them. You like, like one of them is there's one actor Who's played like the main antagonist? I, I, for... I have to look him up because we keep we keep kind of shaming this guy for like. There's no way that dude could fight Tom Cruise. He would kick. Yeah, his it's ass. Uh, David. It's Daniel Blomquist, right? My, Mikhail Blomquist. Mikhail Blomquist. Yeah, from... uh, okay. 
which is his character's name in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. He is the villain, the main physical villain against Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and Keanu Reeves in John Wick. His name is actually similar to his character. It's Michael Nykvist. Yeah, Nykvist. I I think I, I have a tough time saying his real name, so I just call him... Because I know yeah. that one. But um like, Oh, you know. But yeah. But he it's just like when you see like especially when you like the movies that come out of John Wick franchise and then you're like, this guy? Like he's landing hits? It's like Especially in that film, because you've seen like the most elite killers get Oh, and Nathan, more and more, if you you haven't seen the sequels, and it, all it is is an amping up of things, too, and you're just like, wait, this all started because M- Mikkel Bloomquist would, like, beat him up? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. He was Anyways, and then, okay. and then Ethan well, Hunt. All, he, to, like, all to say, yeah. And he beat up Ethan Hunt, which is like, this is not, like, this guy might be a good actor, but he's not, like, a, that's why you have, like, in Bond movies, you have, like, Blofeld who's like a good foil for James Bond, but he always has a henchman. A crazy burly henchman. That is like yeah. going to be like the physical guy because being up a, a guy with one eye. I mean, e- even the latest Indiana Jones has like a gigantic henchman guy. Yeah. And then also Mads Mikkelsen is here, but Mads Mikkelsen's not, he's like a nerd. He's not going to fight you. Exactly. It's this guy. That That's the guy. Yeah. He's like seven feet tall. So you're like, okay, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, that, it, that's guy. So just the idea of just, yeah. Anyways, it, yeah. Okay. So here we are with the well, Rock so, okay. versus Neil. Th- this movie provides a couple like uh, you know handicaps to keep this a little even. We've already established that uh, Chris Vaughn has a bad knee that mm-hmm. that was pointed out in the football game, uh, and uh, McDonough pulls like a kind of sneak attack right at the beginning of this. He's yeah. like sitting in the mill just kind of up by a machine he's just like yeah i kind of knew you'd come here and then he hits a button and like smacks him off a thing immediately and yep. it's like okay okay his leg is like dislocated he just managed to set it straight again and has like an open wound on his knee now he can fight like mcdonough and it'll be a bit of a tussle you yes know? it's not going to be a pro- no it, it'll be a bit of a problem it's a it's nice when the movies actually put in a reason to like they hobble oh. your hero to be make him but then that would only make them even in my mind, because it is the rock. For sure. So I I loved the logic of this next bit. The signature weapon for me and McDonough is an axe versus the wood that, yeah. <laughs> that the rock is using. It's like axe versus wood. Yeah. And they're they have like a kind of stick fight with these weapons uh-huh. in the forest. Pretty, pretty solid business. <laughs> uh, but it starts in this like craziest mill I've ever seen in my entire life, which is like tons of like crazy hazards where people can hang over top of open saw blades and uh, hey the safety standards in washington just weren't where they needed to be yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know and then he defeats him and it's over yeah he won he, he he's the does good this, cop i guess does this movie end with like that like dirty harry style where it's like we're at the action scene and it's just like no, I thought it was going to. Like, it, it faded down. I was like, oh, my God. Is that the end of the movie? Or the... And it's like, no, no, no. There's, like, a 30-second scene or something with him and Johnny Knoxville just kind of saying, like, hey, you know, like, that's how it starts. You're going you're gonna to be a corrupt cop. <laughs> and then they, like, drive away. Yeah, okay. So they're off to solve more cases or something. Because, okay. like, <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate, like, a good solid, like, <laughs> where a movie, like, Dirty Harry movies all do this where it's, like, Dirty Harry kills the bad guy. 
Like, says a one-liner, right, kills the bad guy, and then all of a sudden, yeah. credits roll, and you're just like... Like, he's walking away from that, and credits start going, yeah. whoa, what? <laughs> it's this movie. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Okay. Yeah. But then that's the and movie. And then, so the then, credits okay, start. This is the 65-minute mark. No, 74? 75. 74, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm like, okay, credits are started. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. And it's like a little bit of a longer one. I was expecting to go one and I ended up going a different one. Uh, we'll add one. And then I come out maybe six, seven, eight minutes later. Still, still rolling credits. Like, Whereas I, I was looking forward to playing some video games, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here with these credits. I just want to see what goes on here. Cause I don't like, I don't know how 12 minutes is going to happen. Like, I don't know how there's enough people to credit in this th- small movie. I just, watched. and to be fair, the font for the credit size, they're huge. It's big font. It's like double spaced. It, 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 it like individually highlights every single person, which was amazing to see. Cause you normally you'd get a scroll of like, just, Hey, here's the assistance yes. for people. Yeah. It'll just say assistant to Neil McDonough. And then there's a person to the right of that. Yes. But here it's like, no, no, no. Assistant to Neil McDonough space, the person <laughs> up assistance to the rock space. Two people. So, no, no, honestly, <laughs> it feels like you ever get like an assignment in college where it was just like, "Hey, you need to do a oh, five-page paper." I gotta boost this word count. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're just like, "Uh, I got all the words done, but okay, let's make this instead of double space, this could be two point five space, and then like, oh, instead of twelve point five, it's gonna be twelve point five font. Like, yeah, like just... indented a little more. <laughs> and then that's it's what this totally feels like, where they're just like, like that. We're not a real movie, so let's just, like, make these credits. And we can't have them go really slow. We're just going to have a lot of dead space happening. A lot of dead space and just kind of, a, a like, a solid medium pace, like, the whole time. And I was just, like, multiple songs are playing yeah. over it. Like, that once it gets to the songs in the movie, that takes, like, 80 seconds to credit all the songs because it's just, like... Oh yeah, everybody that's saying back up on this one, we want to put them on there. <laughs> like it's just super elaborate who they license it from and everything. It's just like, all right, if you want to know who did every Ill- single aspect of this movie, but hey man, they made it. When they tell you the length of a movie, they're gonna tell you with credits. Like everyone's mm. gonna know this. So when they say it's an eighty-six minute movie, you're like, okay, that's short, but like that's a movie. That's a movie. But if you have eleven minutes of credits, and again. You're not a Marvel movie. Because Marvel movies, it's pretty common to have 11 minutes of credits. Oh, there's, there's hundreds of special effects people. Hundreds. If they did it for a movie like that, yeah. at this pace with how they structured it, it'd be like a 100-minute credit <laughs> scroll. It's crazy how they do it. That's 100% true. Uh, but that's what I mean. Like it, That makes sense in my mind for those movies. But even then, like they're smart enough to break it up by like they have like their first credit sequence and then a mid credit scene and then a second credit sequence and then like they break it up. This is like I thought there was maybe going to be like outtakes, like Johnny Knoxville being a goofball on set. Nothing, just more more of them sitting on the couch laughing or something. I swear, in the movie, there's a bit where Kevin Durant kind of stunts at them when they're wrecking his truck, and I swear he broke up during that take, like. Even in the scene. Sure, yeah. It's like, oh, his face is turned away. So, like, Johnny Knoxville's reaction did get him, but it doesn't really matter because you're not looking at his face. But you see, like, a little smirkiness happening on the side of his face. It's like, all right, whatever, whatever. Uh, Just Did you find Kevin Durant to look... I find, like, 
he must have bulked up later because he looks really small and gaunt in this movie. I mean, he's tall, so yeah. there's that. Like, he's still, like, a big person, but, yeah, he's not, like, beefed up or anything. Like, I feel like I, I had a Im- mental image of him as, like, tall but beefed up. Then this yeah, guy like, was... in the football game, he kind of lays out the rock, and it's a bit like, eh, <laughs> I don't know, but okay. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, you're right. And on kind of a dirty play, too. They should have won that game. That was pass interference, like, all day long. <laughs> But whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah. So, you know, Hamilton loses. I guess the casino closes and the mill reopens. They establish that in the final shot. Actually, I forgot about that. Yes. As they drive away, you see, like, the boarded up casino and then smoke coming out of the mill. So it's like, ah, order has been restored. That's this a town really effective is final shot, huh? To, like, yeah. have a boarded up casino and then the mill working. That's... Efficient storytelling, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah. No, so. that, honestly, this is – it's a pretty efficient – Storytelling. There is no, like, well, here's the thing. I was about to say there's no fluff. There's no, like, extra fat. But I'm still thinking of there's extra fat in this movie. Like, that sequence of him healing was, like, this is too long for how short I, of a I movie I at least thought is. there was camaraderie in that scene. The truck scene is the one I'd be like, mm, I think we can lose, like, one or two headlights getting cut <laughs> off or, or, like, lights I mean, on but, the top. But, like, do we need but even, more? like, I got the camaraderie early but it was just like in even him getting out of the car and walking up to the house was like, oh, we're just gonna film the whole thing, huh? Just of him moving <laughs> slowly across this yard. I don't yeah. know. I it's just so weird to me the choices they made to like focus on and then other stuff they completely skirt over. I swear there's no opening credit scroll either, like of any kind. Well, yeah. So it like, just starts. Well, I, th- no, I think it just has the no, title of the movie. Maybe no, because there is because I remember seeing Vince McMahon's name. It happens while he's walking through town. Oh, and I did okay. see Vince McMahon's name as producer credit because I wanted to. Confirm. I think it's just as it was going on, I was like, "Who directed this?" And like, I, I don't oh, it was because it. it did say a WWF Studios film or whatever it was. Like it was a okay. WWF. Films. So yeah, you, so you get a handful of credits during his walk around town. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we did get a we did get credits because I was like, "This is the first movie, maybe the second, because the first couple movies we watched, Vince McMahon produced them, but he didn't like it wasn't under the banner of WWF yet." Sure. But this is like, we're starting to get into like, we're... And, and Dwayne is still using The Rock name as his acting yeah. name. Well, because so, that's yeah. what the credit showed. It was like The Rock. Like that yeah. was the opening. No, that's how I know. Yeah. Actually, that's how I do know that there were opening credits because it was just like The Rock. It didn't say Dwayne Johnson. It said The yeah, Rock. Yeah, you're right. I, I think all I'm getting at is I, I didn't really know who directed this movie and <laughs> no, the end sure. credits didn't no, prominently I, say either. I don't so. remember either. I remember, okay, the Kevin name... Bray. Copelman yeah. does... I remember the name Copelman. Is it Brian Copelman? Oh. Uh, yeah. I feel like he's a dude who's directed other, who's written other things. That's pretty. Um, that it, like I've I've seen other things that he's done. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He's uh, Runaway Jury. He wrote the screenplay for that. So he's written. Oh, he's a he created billions like. The TV show? Yeah. Okay. And like, oh, he, okay. He's also a big, man, he did Ocean's 13, Rounders. Huh. Four people, though, on this one. Yeah, I, I and wonder if he was. to build on. I wonder so. if he was on cleanup. Just like, how, to, like, like, how do we make or this? Like, or four writers take a look at it and it's like, I can tighten this up a little bit. And then we get a 75 minute movie. <laughs> Honestly, though, sometimes it's like, Less is more because I don't know if I could have lived with more fat on this movie. 
Yeah, I, like it, it's not like kind of smart enough to make a real point about anything. Exactly. I think it kind of accidentally inherits some interesting racial tension with like corrupt cops versus the black man who returned to town. Yes. Becoming the sheriff and stuff. I was like, okay, this is something like the Joe Don Baker movie wouldn't have as yes. like an element in it yeah. at all. Uh, but it kind of just doesn't matter. Like whoever's running that casino needs to get hit with a stick. Like it, it's no, we're not going to really, <laughs> yeah, they don't really get ever, into things. They don't ever really go into those things because like, yeah, we don't ever go into those things with the regret. I mean, I think I was feeling it a bit when the cop was saying like, Hey, get in the car. And it's like, uh, no, for I sure. Want to, but I know? got that but... sense because they were very clearly like referencing first blood. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, Oh, that we all know how this is going to play out type of thing and it kind of does but yeah yeah in a roundabout way sheriff rambo yes is, is the alternate title really the ultimate. but whatever this is a short movie i think we're done talking about it let's let's get to the <laughs> mvps yeah i did the uh summary so you're you're up for the okay uh for for a good while i had the rock as like my guy okay because uh, i was like you know what his court scene is dumb but at least in a fun way i liked sure uh but then I slept on this movie and my subconscious wouldn't let that be because I knew who did the credits for this movie. <laughs> and the credits, like I had a dream about showing someone the credits and be like, look at these credits. So it's Jay Catherine Landholt uh, who, who <laughs> approached this assignment and said, all right, I can get you a full length movie <laughs> and did all these silly tricks to drag that stuff out because so, oh my goodness so your mvp is the person who created the 11 minute the, the end title graphic designer really really made this a movie what's crazy about this is it's genuinely one of the worst looking scrolls i've it's ever so seen it's so boring yeah but it's just like i dare you to stay and look at all this because it is not gonna entertain you at all but i was kind of like no, but in in so doing, this is the craziest credits I've seen since like Spawn or something. Like this looks so weird. What was Spawn's? Oh, it was just hyper '90s like crazy fonts. Oh, and that's right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah, way more going on in that. This this didn't even try to do that. It's just it's just like what is happening? Like this is this is fully gonna do this. It's gonna be twelve minutes of just names. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. So. I, I that's what I held on to in my in my deep part, my deep self. Yeah. Saw that as remarkable. So Jay Catherine Landholt, her first name's actually Julie. Uh great job. <laughs> you did it. Um okay, so mine was also going to be the rock for a very long time. Um, I, I feel like I'm snubbing him a bit, but it was just that's what I thought was funny. But okay, sorry, go ahead. But uh similarly to you, I've slept on this movie for quite some time now. Because uh, we chose to watch it on like Friday last week, we w watched it. Oh, okay. Um, and the thing I kept coming back to was just the structure of this movie and how it's written and how it's like created, like mm -hmm. that bullet point script. Sure. And so I was like, well, no. So for me, the thing I'm thinking about the most is like, are the writers? And I'm just gonna pick Brian Copelman out of the hat. I'm not gonna credit all four of them. I'm gonna credit the the biggest guy <laughs> off the bunch. Because I assume right. he's the script doctor. Um, that he sat down and he said, no, this is garbage. That's trash. Let's make this into a 75-minute movie. Because, honestly, as a joke with my friends was like, forever was like, hey, there's a 75-minute movie with The Rock. Let's watch it. 
And it's not a 75 oh, minute movie. I don't movie. have much time. Hey, don't worry. Well, it's, it's walking tall. It's not a 75 minute movie because The Rock stars in it. It's a 75 minute movie because that's how it's written to be. Boom. Efficient, like I was saying. Yeah. Like, to the point where you're just like, do you really need a scene where he's campaigning to be sheriff? No. You get it. And then they just skip over it. <laughs> yeah, they completely it. skip like, over it. Wow. So <laughs> I'm going to give it to Brian Copelman because, man, like, it, it it is so efficient in its, like, structure and execution of just, like, we're going to utilize all of the easiest fears a small town would have. We're yeah. going to create a hero that you're going to root for. Even though he's going to do just as shady things as all the bad guys. And more violent things. And more violent like, things. And like he's going to be the aggressor. They're selling drugs to adults and that's, you know, well, whatever. But... And he's going to be the aggressor. Like, they're not being aggressive to him. They're often being reasonable to him. <laughs> yeah, like, Hamilton even's like, hey, I want you to be head of my security. And it's like, no. Here's an envelope of money. Yeah, you take that back. I'm going to press charges. And it's like, okay. okay. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, and yet here we have this like really efficient, like by the 55 minute mark, we're in the third act. That's impressive to me. Like that's like, guys, this movie got made. So mean and mean or something. Yeah. But then for, <laughs> for me, the person who like the anti MVP, if we, if we could do one is whoever the budget maker was for this movie. Cause I'm like, I don't know where this 47 million went. <laughs> yeah. Or like the most expensive trailers ever to get shot up or whatever. Yeah. The, like they did wreck two trucks, so maybe they were really expensive. <laughs> expensive trucks. And and there's an anecdote in the trivia about like the the Porsche smash wasn't supposed to happen. Like they were supposed to just do that in post or sound effects and effects or whatever, but he actually broke it, yeah. so they had to buy that car. So something to that effect. Okay. So that won't help, but that's like ninety thousand or something. Yeah, that's, that's not. not... 47 million so unless the rock is pocketing 20 mil for this movie even then it's still 27 and that's a more reasonable but still expensive movie that that's kind of more in the ballpark i was thinking but but anyway but nathan yeah i i don't know i feel like this movie could have been made for 15 to 20 (laughs) and then some some inefficient was going on yeah Yeah. anyways the best um, craft services table because it's like the only two recognizable people are the rock and johnny knoxville and again, mm-hmm. I think The Rock has taken a paycheck. I think you're right. But I don't think Johnny Knoxville's taken a big paycheck. I think this is his first, like, outside of the jackass acting thing. I, I don't remember when Dirty Shame came out or whatever, but yeah. Dirty sure. Shame. Isn't that, isn't he in that? He, it's like a John Waters movie. Oh, yeah. But I think, yeah, but I think it was around the same time. Sure. But it's sure. still like, is he starring in that movie or is he just Or whenever in it? Dukes of Hazard was. But Dukes of Hazard, I think it was 2005, next 2006. Year. Yeah, so. I think you're right. Anyways, so yeah, so mine goes to Brian Kopelman for writing such an efficient movie that you can make a, 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 a movie in 75 minutes. Yeah, if you have a meal to eat, you just put this movie on. <laughs> and it'll be wrapped Look, up I, I could watch like... an episode of Lost, or I could watch this, which is only like an episode and a half of Lost. So It's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> but a- anyway, uh, that that's Walking Tall. Uh, now it's question time. Uh pretty simple question i don't know if you got a chance to look at it but uh what movie trailer do you feel showed a bit too much oh jeez. and kind of maybe sapped your interest in even watching it but that's not necessarily a criteria yeah you know no i understand what you mean because like you kind of sussed out a plot detail you didn't want to know okay so those are two different things where when i see a trailer that is giving you the beats of the movie that immediately puts a red flag up of like, this movie's not good. 
because they're trying they're giving away like what the plot of the film is in the trailer mm. where it's like we go through like all the acts of the movie through the trailer like first act second act third act Oh yeah, it's like no, no. You should just like intrigue me, and then I go see it. Yes. Don't don't be like, oh, we got to show you this this action scene, or you might not want to see it. It's like, well, but I, I don't save that. I don't know if you remember because it would have happened. Do you remember leading up to Dark Knight? I had like apprehensions around the trailers for that movie. No, I, I don't remember that. And it was, I'm trying to remember what those trailers even were like. Well, the trailers. I, mean, okay. I remember watching them and being and and talking about this, like being super nervous. That I was going to go see a Joker film and not a movie that stars Batman. Sure. And watching yeah. the trailers. And that like, is a busy movie. So Well, it's yeah. a busy movie. And then watching the movie and seeing that I was 100% right that it was just a movie that like, kind of stars the Joker. Because he shares equal screen time with Batman and Bruce Wayne. But mm-hmm. it's like there's Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh. I, I don't know. I feel like you don't actually get Ledger on screen as much. It's just when he's there, it's the best stuff in that movie is kind of how I was I don't reading know. it. It was always but, a big yeah. criticism of mine. It didn't feel like a Batman movie. It felt like a Joker film. Like, well, Joker's a better character, so... You, you agree to that. disagree. I don't yeah. I don't particularly care about I'm just Joker. joking because people are going to construe that as like me liking that Todd Phillips movie, and I do not. That is a bad movie. So Yeah, and the Joker's not an interesting character, man. Like, I genuinely think he's... Like he's a sociopath. That's like not if that's interesting, which I don't find. I, I like Mark Hamill or something. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I like. I like. Like, uh, what's his face? Um, Caesar Romero. So I'm like, I like aspects of the Joker. Like Jack Nicholson. Like I, I've enjoyed the Joker in a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, hundred percent. Without Batman as the counterpoint, it's it doesn't. No, I think he becomes not, interesting because thing. Batman is the more actual, interesting, investing thing. And then mm-hmm. the Joker's there to cause mayhem for the thing that's actually interesting. Anyways, um, and then Two Face is also here. <laughs> but this one, no, so whatever. that's not that's not a great example of your original question. It's just a great example of like it's the first time I also watched a trailer where I was able to see things that as I watched the movie, I was like, oh, when does this happen? Because this piece of clothing or something hasn't happened yet. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one that came to mind for me was uh, the 2014 Godzilla movie. Okay. Because uh, it kind of it kind of gave me this like weird like, wait a minute. I've only seen like I think it was when I was watching the movie. It was like, wait a second. I've seen all the scenes Brian Cranston is in <laughs> from the trailer. Yeah. So I don't know that this guy is gonna make it in this movie. <laughs> you know. And it's like, hey, guess what? That character's not gonna be important in this. And it's like, ah, okay. I was kind of game for a little more of him being around oh sure so i was yeah. kind of mad at that movie for that see what, uh, what my take of that movie was like wait is godzilla in this movie and then i went and saw it oh, and i was like is. oh he isn't really <laughs> that that one scene where it's just like oh man these two monsters are gonna fight it's gonna be sick and then they cut to like all right so there was a crazy fight last night uh these monsters fought in this town it's like what are you doing <laughs> that's the whole thing we're here for is the rumble yeah, man. is the rumble yeah yeah, yeah anyways yeah. they listened to us the sequels like had way more rumble um right and I, I still did love the like hey he uses his flame breath right at the end for you it's like yeah that was that was like some fun big budget sure, fan yeah. service for me uh, but it, it was just that kind of like yeah you're sussing out characters and like little things where it's like wait a minute i think i'm starting to see where things will happen in the story based on my memory of your trailers so yes. you probably shouldn't have shown me that exactly and that's but. where 
that's where I don't love. So the reason why I bring up the 2008 story is since 2008's Dark Knight, yeah. I have tried to avoid watching trailers. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, like, I just saw a trailer for this movie, The Creator. Same no, director, that's what I mean. Actually. So I'll yeah. watch it. So, okay. what I, I should clarify. And I never heard of that movie. That's what I mean. So I'll watch a trailer for a movie that I've like, what is this? Or I don't know what this is about. I'll watch it. But if it's like a movie I know I'm on board for, like you and I saw a couple movies. watch advertisements? Yeah. Like you and I watched a movie and I think a Mission Impossible trailer came up and I just was like, I turned and just immediately started talking to you or something. And I was like, I don't want to see, because I don't want like any of the twister turns to potentially be ruined because I paid attention to someone's outfit and I haven't seen it yet. Or something like that. Like sure, okay. Um, I was like, Wait, where's this character? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I largely. I mean, I'll pay attention to the second tier movies, but I don't. I'm off the top of my head. Outside of that, it's always like a bad movie is a trailer like that end up making trailers for movies that are bad. It's more like, have you ever been suckered by a trailer before? Oh yeah, uh, with you. Uh, also Aaron Eckhart, uh, Battle Los Angeles is the worst movie I've ever seen in a theater. And that trailer promised me Call of Duty, but aliens. And I was like, oh, dude, you guys, I'm so sold on that concept, you guys. I am there. And it was so bad. No, it was. I couldn't believe it. Like, it's, it's remarkable how bad that movie was. Like, it's just like. I just wanted some gunfights, and these are the worst gunfights I've seen staged. Like, I, oh. Like, conceptually, that trailer really hit home. Like, oh, this is a good concept. I'm on board. This sounds good. And then we went and saw it, and it was, like, painfully boring. Like, it was yeah, so. We're, we're just hiding around corners from aliens that might be there. On tripods. <laughs> and I was like, guys, tripods? Like, we saw War of the Worlds. We know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dumbest stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that is a great example of a of a trailer that like completely sucked uh, me. One one I think that I I misread and it, it set me up for delight was the Rise of the Planet of the Apes trailer. I thought showed too much because it had like the buck jumping at the helicopter yes. kind of showpiece or whatever. I was like, oh, this looks stupid. <laughs> and then when I saw it, by the time that happens in the movie, I was like, I actually care about this gorilla a strange amount. <laughs> so this is amazing. Yeah, but. On its own, in isolation, just as a moment in a thing, I was like, I don't know about See, this. This does this looks bombastic and big and stupid in a way I don't think apes deserves or something. Rise is one of my favorite examples of like, I specifically remember telling you. I remember the moment where I told you about Rise as an it's like, like as a movie Franco that exists, in a new- <laughs> and yeah. then you were just like, wait, what? what? And then it was like February or March of the same year, and they hadn't released anything for yet no trailers no marketing which is typically a death knell for a movie it's like if you're six months out usually bad and and there were production issues with that right like and then shot way too much so we got like april and we got our first trailer and i remember like sending it to you and you're just like this looks like and i was like generally game because i was like ah i sat through that tim burton piece of crap I'll watch another one. Like, yeah, this is fun. like I, w- I was still there day one or whatever with you, but then it was like the the where my expectations were was yes. what helped catapult that movie to the oh, sky. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, actually, can I tell you a, a fun little anecdote I came across the other day? Because uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Freakin passed away this week. This is just putting us oh, in, in yeah, a timeline. Oh, yeah, crazy, line. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was in an interview with uh, Nicholas Ruffin, uh, Winding Ruffin. 
Yeah. And Nicholas, so um, Friedkin was talking about somebody else's perfect piece of work. He was talking about 2001 A Space Odyssey being like a timeless, great movie because 30 years later, it's still like nobody can touch it, like type of thing. Okay. Nicholas then said, he's like, yeah, I feel the same way about Only God Forgives. I think people just misunderstand it now, but it is a masterpiece. Whoa, okay. That's that's for someone else to say about your movie. No, but okay. freaking 100% agree with you because in the interview, he stopped and he's like, he turned around and like half jokingly, half mockingly was like, is there a doctor here? Because this guy, this guy needs a doctor. Like he's clearly gone insane. And then Riffin <laughs> tries to laugh like it's a joke. But like you can tell freaking's angry, like angry that he could even see or think these things because then eventually... Riffin also goes on to say, like, Drive is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. He said, like, Riffin says, yeah, but you, you, he yeah. thinks that Drive is a masterpiece. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I Wait, who said that? Friedkin no, said no, no. that? Riffin says that Drive is a masterpiece. Friedkin, oh, no. I don't think his That's the thing, drive. again, I thought I thought you were saying Friedkin then compliments no. a movie of his. Like, That's no, how no, it's no, no, no. Nicholas doubles down and he then says Drive is a masterpiece and it will be, it is loaded like up there with anything Stanley Kubrick's done. Again, you can't do that with your own stuff. That, that's <laughs> something here's... I appreciate about like Scorsese's hands off with his own stuff too. Like he did a big like film history kind of thing. Yeah. And once he gets to like 1970 or whatever, it's like, and now I have to stop talking because this is when I started making movies and that's not for me to say yeah. or whatever. And no, I, I do appreciate it. Like, okay. I, I mainly bring it up because I know uh, that was like, cause rise was your treated, like your hill to die on, and then mm. all your friends seem to be the trees that being like, "Oh, Rise sucks." But no, you know, Drive it's a good is movie. right over here Drive. in the other theater. <laughs> and I was like yeah. watching this, and I was like, "Oh, Nathan's ever gonna appreciate this because I freaking was he's like legit angry with Ruffin that he would dare say this about his own work." Recently. Really talking about trailers though, like Drive had a pretty cool trailer where it was just that opening car bit where yes. he gets away. It oh, was and then just you go that. see the movie. Just like, okay, all ooh, right. I thought of one, and I'm gonna. I'm going to first clarify that I'm going to go and I'm going to rewatch it because the trailer set me up for a movie. I was not, ex- I was expecting something and then it completely swerved me Oh yeah, because I was expecting Ryan Gosling on a motorcycle bank heisting for two hours. Oh, okay. Not the Ryan place, Gosling place on a motorcycle bike heisting for 45 minutes and then a Bradley Cooper movie and then a Dane, uh, Dane DeHaan Dane movie. Han movie. Where it's the son and he's got to figure out his place, man. It's like a deep drama. It's like having a three-part film. I was like, that town. trailer was like like drive level lying to us of like, no, this is Ryan Gosling heisting on a bike there, and Bradley there Cooper is a chasing cool dirt bike heist There is, that but that's movie, only 45 but... minutes of the movie. Like that's 45 minutes in it that he's gone. He leaves, exits the movie. Yeah. Yeah, so weird, I I, I remember liking it. No, I know, but in I'm a good way. But yeah, but you know how I mean. Like you go in with an expectation of what you're gonna see, right? And then it's like, wait, where did that movie go? I never got back on board with it because I was not anticipating the movie we got. Sure, okay. I wanted the movie we I wanted, not the movie we got. So I'm gonna rewatch it because I know people like they talk about it. Uh, but anyways, um. Second, actually, really quick other anecdote, kind of similar to Ruffin. And I saw another person, another director, talking about their favorite movies from their own filmography, mm-hmm. which is, like, not a great thing. 
And See, there, there's a question where you could answer like, oh, I really liked uh, Only God Forgives. I thought I did a good job. And it's like, all right. No, like, so this, this director was asked like, hey, what's your favorite film you've made? And he was like, all of them because I make movies for me. And he's like, I, he's like, for a long time, I wouldn't say anything because, I, you know, like it's blah, 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 blah. But then he was like, eventually like, no, nah, like uh, sometimes I would say Kill Bill. But he's like, no, now it is Once Upon a Time in America. I mean, in in Hollywood, because this is a movie like I make movies for me, not for and you're just invited to come along with me. And he then said to Howard Stern, he watches his own movies all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's, you know, that's an interesting way to go about it. Uh, Again, I, I, I agree with you when it comes to Scorsese's comment of like, no, once it's done, I don't revisit it. Like, I don't revisit these movies, like, mm-hmm. because. Like, I guess, you know, for the record, I don't listen to our own podcast <laughs> very often after it's edited. And well, posted. no, once it's edited and it's out there, we would only go back if there was an issue. And I typically be like, oh, at the 15 minute mark. It's like. I, I really like what Ryan and I said about uh, The Fly. I thought that was great. No, no, it would be more like, no, this level of this would be like uh, you saying, like Nathan saying, oh, man, I really had a good thought on this. Like, right? And I'm like, what a great point this person made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyways, an that just both, of those, observation, both of those things came across my plate this week. And I think Only God Forgive is is a hilarious you, movie. You've enjoyed that movie since day one. So yeah, you're but I'm laughing. Disagree, I, but you shouldn't be that conceited about but it. But here's the thing. I'm thinking I'm laughing at the movie more than I'm enjoying it. Like, I don't think, Oh, okay. I think it's more of like, uh, what is this nonsense that we're watching? I, I think it has a good core idea about like a revenge movie where it's like, no, you're in over your head and this is but not, I'm not convinced you can do, you know, that Refn gets that. Watching stuff uh, around, like, the behind-the-scenes of these movies he's making, I don't... Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't think he understands subtext. Like, where Tarantino doesn't have subtext, I think Refn puts in subtext but doesn't understand the subtext he's putting in. He's just doing mm. weird things for to be weird. And then, that's it. Anyways. Neon Demon was kind of fun. Neon Demon yeah. was kind of fun, but, like, it's a nonsense movie, though. Mm. Anyways, uh, another trailer. Do you have any other trailers on your list? Yeah, uh, Brittany brought up one that I, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it shouldn't have done that. Uh, like, World's End probably shouldn't have tipped that it's about robots and all this. Oh, like, they kind of showed too much of what's going on. Correct. Just to be like, hey, hey, don't worry. Crazy stuff's going to happen. And it's like, ah, I would rather be like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, these these dudes are trying to reconnect after many decades and they're going back to their small town. Is this just a drama or something that Edgar Wright made? And then it gets crazy would have been the best way to experience that turn. Movies but adding instead in. Instead, it's like, no, no, they're getting chased around and there's stuff, you know? Movies feeling like they have to add in their twist or their, like, element. Yeah. Like, really, like, I guess I, I understand from a business side point, you want to get the people in that will be interested in this thing. It's like, hey, if you, like, if you liked, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead, don't worry. There's going to be crazy monsters and stuff. And you're but, like, like oh, well... Okay, but at this point, can't you just trade on, like, the guys who made that made another thing? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If yeah. if I had seen Barbarian and known anything, yeah, that experience would have gone down significantly. I, well, I'm glad I, like, you, you t- tuned me into, like, hey, there's this well-regarded movie that just came out. It's got a crazy thing, apparently. And I was like, okay, great. And then Brittany and I went and saw That's it. What I and I was day. like, I knew how important it was, like, don't go on the internet. Don't look at this. Don't go look at a trailer because something might like give it away. 
and like and yeah that movie plays with your expectations in a really fun way where you're 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 suspicious of things that aren't a problem yes. you're you're jumping at and the if wrong you stuff. had if they had ruined it beforehand it would have completely zapped the audience it, it actually might be like oh it's kind of a slow movie like it doesn't do stuff for a while and this was masterfully done this year because like that year because oh no the year before malignant also did a similar thing where it was like the trailers are promising you one movie and then you got this bonkers better movie out of it type of thing Yeah, because they they hid i I think that one i at least needed to hear people start saying like (laughs) you gotta see malignant and i was like no because the trailers (laughs) the trailers just made like i was sold on the trailers because it was james wan movie period but the trailers sure. made it seem like it was another Conjuring oh, film. Like a possession or yeah. something's going to happen. But then, like, yeah. the bonkers that happens is like, oh, no, this is different and special. So those are trailers that, like, I appreciate where they, like... Because I get the business... Like, the business of being able to, like, attract you to a movie without revealing much is a really hard thing. And oftentimes, like, one of the big ones uh, is, like, in the Fast and Furious movies... They revealed that they were going to space for F9 in a trailer before the movie came out. Ah. And you're just like, what? Like, let us experience this. Like, we're going to space? This is crazy. I mean, I I was kind of thinking about the Fast movies because, like, Fast 5 has that, like, cliff jump. (laughs) And that was what got me to be like, I got to see what the hell happens because they don't have parachutes or anything. What's going to go on? And then we saw it. And then they just, like, yeah, they just landed. They just land in the water. There's water down there. It's fine, Nathan. It's like that's a fantastic solution to this that's so stupid and yeah. then sure no but it's, like races. yeah so there are times like i felt like I, by the time fast and furious 9 came out i had seen like i'd seen the pendulum swing i'd seen space i was like what is there left for you guys and they they hit they hadn't hit anything when you see it they hadn't hit a thing whereas at least with the newest one there's a sequence where it was like... I, th- I think all that's left is time travel. Like well, but there's a sequence... even more sci-fi. They essentially do Rocket League in real life. <laughs> with okay. a giant, like, ball that's a bomb. But he's using his car to, like, bat it around. And he has to, like, knock it out of people's way. And it was Rocket wow. League. And it was like... This was nowhere in the trailers. Like, this this was, a, like, hinted okay, at. Okay, it's like a fun little surprise for you. Yeah. And I was okay. like, as watching it, both Trevor and I... My buddy Trevor and I were like... It's Rocket League. Like, they're just playing Rocket League in real life with this thing. So. All right. Anyways. Uh, the last one I have, like, uh, Brittany telling me about World's End reminded me. It's like, oh, yeah. My favorite example of, like, I wish I just never knew this was the Red Eye trailer. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, like, I, I think it did get me to kind of, like, tune out and then turn my head and go, what? <laughs> like, during the trailer? Because yeah. it was like, oh, another romantic comedy is coming out. Anyway, so what do we want to do later? Get some tacos? What is happening now? <laughs> so it was, like, successful, but I wish that happened in the I know, movie. but you wouldn't have seen that movie, though. I, sure, I guess but so. You're and right, that is also, because... like, a lean, mean, efficient movie. That is, like, an 86-minute movie for real. Yeah, for real. You know? Um. Okay, yeah. I agree with you. There's this, uh, me- there's this thing that gets done on the internet where people take movies and they re-edit them in trailer form to a different, like, completely different movie style. Mm-hmm. And one of my all-time favorite one is, like, a 90s, like, rom-com, like, like happy-go-lucky narrator, like, meet Dave. He is, like, down on his luck. You, you remember those type of trailers where it was, like... Sure, lot. But done yeah. to The Shining. And they do a, such a perfect job of make, taking all the footage from The Shining and making, and it, making it seem it like comedy. a lighthearted 
comedy about a dad trying to do his best but down on his luck type it's of like thing. problem child or something like he's, he's just kind of losing it a little bit it's like, but like they okay. don't reference any of the horror stuff and it just shows to me that like how they movie trailers could sell you on a false film red eye i think would have benefited hugely by having just the rom-com angle and and well, i guess so i would hope that that would then like delight the audience instead of being like what the what i came here for like a date movie and now we're watching like a rocket launcher assassination attempt on brian cox like what is going on that is i (laughs) that is barbarian levels of twisting that i would have been happy about but at least okay barbarian barbarian we knew we were going to horror movie and we got horror movie twists it was just how it was taking us through those twists was what was clever about it right so i I don't know how quite they could have done it like what, what was that like uh light-hearted drama thing that Wes Craven directed around that time. <laughs> Music like, of the Heart? So you only reference that? It's like from the director of Music of the Heart. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if you know, you know, and you should get ready. I don't know. I just think that there would be something so ambitious about just like completely committing. Marketing it. To, yeah, to like an that. idea. And like, like, then like a weekend, then you release like a real trailer where it kind of like reveal stuff. But like, because mm-hmm. you're right, like you watch that trailer and it's like, <laughs> Like, uh, Abigail meets Joe. Joe meets Abigail. Oh, man, they're running into each other on the airplane, bumping into each other, and then all of a sudden, like, but Joe is evil. And you're like, oh, Yeah. Okay. You're just like, oh, all right. I kind of <laughs> wish you didn't tip me into that, but yeah. okay. I don't know. I I just, I wish that they got more creative. Anyways, this, you should check it out. It's, uh, the Shining trailer is genuinely a, a real delight. It's just like, they hide all menace from that movie. Like, that movie is not... The Shining. Like, it's just, it's pretty All great. Right. It's pretty great. Anyways. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for answering. That, that was, there you go. Uh, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to send in a question for a future show, email ronnyokv.ca or nathan at okv.ca. You can also reach us on Instagram or Hive, OKVO Podcast. Uh, next week, we're getting ready for Halloween with See No Evil, a horror film featuring Kane. So finally, a different wrestler. Like we've kind of inadvertently done a rock like trilogy here. Yeah, but that's well, and we got Hogan was the first thing. That's right. But anyway, until then, I'm Nathan, and I'm Ryan. Bye bye for now.